if you're out there and and you're struggling and your significant other's not in your corner, that's going to be real tough to overcome. But if you're struggling and you're accurate thinking, but your spouse is in your corner, then you can persevere, you get through it. And also having a business partner who has, you know, uh, a uniquely different skill set than me um, to to kind of help balance each other out and and bounce ideas off of and and have real kind of honest discussions about, you know, where we're at and, and the vision and, and the direction that we're going has been essential as well. Welcome to the Impact Entrepreneur Show. My name is Mike Flynn, and I'm stoked you've decided to join me on this journey to bring about a massive and positive change in the lives of others. Every week, you're going to join me behind closed doors, where I will introduce you to entrepreneurs, leaders, and innovators from a variety of industries to learn how their contributions are impacting the lives of others and how they are having a game-changing impact in the world. Thanks for investing your time with me today. Now, Grace for Impact. On today's episode, I introduce you to my friend, Dr. Aaron Hine, serial entrepreneur and co-founder of the LifeAid Beverage Company, a company that is truly taking the beverage industry by storm. Aaron shares a lot of valuable information and insight with us in today's episode, but a couple of the things that stood out to me are one, how selling lemonade as a kid taught him a lesson that providing value above and beyond his customers' expectations can lead to big financial rewards. He talks about a concept that a mentor taught him called accurate thinking and how he uses it to make sure that his vision and his company's vision and their team's vision are aligned to the value that they're trying to create in the company, in the industry, and in the world. And he also shares with us a tool he uses and he credits with helping him make the biggest transition on the road to success. So don't be a podcast junkie. Bust out your pen and paper. Take a lot of notes. Embrace for impact. Aaron Hind, co-founder of the LifeAid Beverage Company. Welcome to the Impact Entrepreneur Show where we spend time having conversations with people like yourself. We go above and beyond success and failure to find out and talk about the impact that you hope to have in your industry and in the lives of others. I'm very excited to have you as a guest. You've been a longtime friend and have really uh, just seen you grow and take a lot of risks over the last four years that have you know been a game changer for you and a lot of your people and your customers, obviously. So thanks for joining us on the Impact Entrepreneur Show today. Thank you, Mike. Great to be here. I'm a big fan and uh, looking forward to this. I always like to start out with a really fun question that uh, gives a little insight into the human psyche. And, and, uh, and that question is, if you could pick any superpower, what would it be and how would you use it? Great question. You know, uh, initially I always thought, you know, I'd love to fly because, uh, you know, I think, uh, I used to have very vivid dreams as a kid, like probably some of us did, you know, about flying. And, and I think probably the, the innocence of childhood allowed the, the spirit to depart temporarily from the body and, and experience that. But then I thought, you know, at this point in my life, the ability to, uh, 
read minds would probably be the best uh, in business. But oh, then wow. I just heard yeah. a recent guest that you had uh, say that one. So I'm going to pick something <laughs> new. And I think the the ability to completely empathize with people Ooh. would be my, my superpower. Because reading minds uh, would probably be way too distracting. And, and I think they made a movie about that at some point in time. It didn't turn out too well. So, <laughs> but if I could, if I could fully empathize in, in every way and really feel people's experiences and, and fully understand where they're coming from, I think that would be a, a pretty powerful You know, that's superpower. a really amazing um, superpower. First time anybody on the show has ever said anything like that. And, and the thing that's so interesting about it is that is actually a superpower that, that we can develop in real life, you know, and, and continue to refine and hone in terms of the ability to really truly empathize with people and, and find out where they're at. But what is one way that y you've, you've seen the essence of that superpower, the ability to empathize with others, be it your customers or I actually, now that I'm thinking about it, your, your cust your, the whole reason you guys launched life aid beverage company in, in a certain way is, is because of empathy, because you saw, some of the struggles and and things going on in in the the broader beverage world, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But how how have you seen the 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 essence of empathy uh, be a game changer in, in business and maybe in your life? Yeah, um, w well, the ability to to empathize and really put yourself in other people's skin is. You know, it's one of, I think, one of my unique abilities. And I always try, I mean, it's essential in marketing, right? I mean, you can't have effective marketing without being able to uh, see things through your customer's lens. But it also is very effective in business to business. It's effective when you're working with your team and, and your employees. Um, so it's really come to play, I think, in every aspect of our business and our growth. And, um, you know, it really starts with quieting your mind and listening. I know uh, you've had previous guests kind of talk about that. Shut uh, up and listen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, it starts with listening. It starts with um, a place of non-judgment um, and, and, uh, and really a longing to understand where people are coming from and what the motivations are behind that. And, uh, and really meeting people where they are, not where you think they should be in your mind. Yeah, you know, it's interesting that you brought the word empathy up because I was just watching an interview that Gary Vaynerchuk gave at a, at a big conference. And um, the two words that if he could only have two things that would sum up his, uh, his entrepreneurial journey, it, the two words were gratitude and empathy. And I think you need both in order to have the kind of impact and, and game-changing effect that we all at our core are seeking to have in the world. So, so let's talk about why you're an entrepreneur. What was the impact moment that launched you on this path, be it, uh, you know, right now here with Life Aid Beverage Company or, you know, even before that? Yeah, I mean, it probably comes back to the way I was raised and my parents. I mean, they were always, you know, very encouraging and um, we always had a very go for it attitude, which leads to some high highs and some low lows, um, you know, because if you're taking risks, then, um, 
uh, then it doesn't always work out in your favor. But I've been entrepreneurial since, you know, pretty much day one, right? You know, we're sitting right now on the west side of Santa Cruz looking over the ocean. I, I grew up about two blocks from here and I used to have a little uh, wagon with uh, lemonade that I'd walk in and sell lemonade for 10 cents a cup nice. um, in the summers when I was a kid in, in, in the... Uh, in the late seventies here in, in Santa Cruz. I remember when a runner came by and got a nice cold uh, glass of lemonade. It's funny. I guess my first business was in the beverage industry. <laughs> now uh -huh. that I think about it and gave me a dollar, which was 10 times what I was asking for. And I never, I'll remember that impact on me. Like, Oh my gosh, I just like, you know, made so much money as a kid, but I've had multiple businesses, you know, throughout the years and dipped my foot in politics for a while. And, you know, I could think that entrepreneurial drive really, uh, can can play to your advantage in, in multiple aspects of, of your life and endeavors. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's funny. When you go back to your story about giving that guy, that, that runner, some lemonade, and you think about the fact that here you are, you knew it was a hot day, you know, there are people out exercising, running, enjoying the beauty of Santa Cruz, but you knew that they probably were thirsty. And you knew that you could provide them with some uh, relief from that thirst and charge some money in exchange for that value. But that runner saw so much more value in what you had created for him that he paid you 10 times what you were asking. Yeah. And how, I mean, we, if we just extrapolate that and take that into business today, yeah, that's really what it's all about, right? Yeah, I mean, I think... I, I think it's Joe, uh, you know, Polish that says, you know, um, you know, any like basically any money exchange is, is a result of, you know, providing, you know, the value that you've provided to somebody. So the goal is always to provide more value than you're charging. So, you know, in business, we're, we're trying to from every aspect, if you look at kind of before in the marketing and the pre-selling to the, the actual sales experience and then what happens you know, after you close the deal, constantly providing more value from a product perspective, from a customer service perspective, from, you know, following up and, and really doing what you say you're going to do. And not only that, but, but going above and beyond that. So you provide those customers and, and clients with the wow experience and, you know, they're the ones that are going to stay, pay and refer. Absolutely. What are, what are some steps that entrepreneurs can take when, as they're, they're at the beginning stages, you know, they're, they're at, they're, they're where you and Orion were sitting across the, the kitchen table with this vision of launching this game changing beverage company mm -hmm. that there was an obvious demand because people were asking you to make stuff for them. You know, what, what can these aspiring entrepreneurs who have this, this burning desire within them take to make sure that they have their their vision aligned with those values. Well, I mean, the biggest thing is is something my you know good friend and mentor Ben Altadonna kind of always hammered in my head is accurate thinking. I mean, you you've got to be thinking accurate about your product, the demand for your product or service, the timing in the marketplace, um, the value proposition. And, you know, too often we get a little myopic and, and we get so uh, passionate about what we're doing and we're not thinking accurately about all aspects. So the beautiful thing about today's day and age, and it's never been a better time to be an entrepreneur, is it allows you to test uh, ideas very small 
you know, you could with with three D printing. If you've got physical goods, to you know, if you've got online products or services, I mean, you can literally run a you know targeted Facebook ad for one day and see if you're thinking accurately about your product or service. So. Um, accurate thinking, I think, is is above and beyond just the the the, the essential ingredient for any entrepreneur movement trying to make it in today's world. You know, I I, I want to dive in a little bit deeper on the concept of accurate thinking and mentorship, but I just want to add to what you said about testing ideas, and you could do it in a small way without taking on a tremendous amount of risk. And Amy Cosper, a previous guest on the show, editor in chief of Entrepreneur Magazine. That's episode three for, for those of you who'd like to go back and listen to that episode. She talked about how exactly that in a little bit of a different way was she was talking about how, how crowdfunding, things like Kickstarter or Indiegogo and other crowdfunding sources are the ideal way for entrepreneurs for little to no cost to go out and test the market and see if the market actually wants what they're you know, building and getting right. ready to sell. Yeah. So that is a, an invaluable piece of advice. And I think that uh, entrepreneurs are in a position today that hasn't ever existed before in the world where they can go and test these ideas without taking on, you know, millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars of, of risk. Right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Mentorship is something I know that's important to you. You talked about it. You just talked about your mentor Maybe we could dive in a little bit deeper about uh, mentorship and the impact that it's had on you Mm -hmm. and maybe even like, you know, develop that concept of accurate thinking a little bit more. You've talked about it in the past and it's, you're the only person that I've ever heard talk about accurate thinking. Well, first with mentorship, I mean, mentors are essential. I have paid mentors and I have mentors that have just helped me out out of the the goodness of their heart. And I think if you get to the, um, you get to know successful entrepreneurs, you know, they all say that there's been influential people in their life and some that they've paid and some that they haven't. And they feel obligated because of, you know, the reciprocity created by, you know, their unpaid mentors to pass that along. So it's always been you know, awesome for me to be able to connect with some of the greatest minds out there and to, to kind of get their guidance and, and perspective on things. And, you know, I have, uh, you know, many mentors, uh, today that have impacted me at various stages of, of my career. And, you know, I have many younger entrepreneurs that I mentor. Um, one thing I will say on mentorship you know, I had a conversation with, with a, a younger guy that has a great successful online business I've been working with for a while. And, you know, his whole model is, is a coaching model and he, he's got, you know, close to a thousand members now that, it, that he coaches at various price points. And, you know, I told him it is essential for you to get a paid mentor, a paid coach. And the reason is you are charging people for your advice. So for his own psychology, you know, it's great to have people that are mentoring you, you know, basically for free. But since you are in a, in a business where you're charging people for basically your mentorship, your expertise, you need to also be paying somebody for their expertise. So if you're in that type of business, I'd make sure you go out and seek someone of that's going to provide huge value and make sure you're writing them a check. 
Now, so I have people that I write big checks to, and I have other people that I know that I can call or email um, at any time, and and they're they're kind enough uh, to to take time out of their day and, and talk to me or respond to my question. And it's like their 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 input is no less valuable than the people that I pay. But I understand from my own psychology, it's important that I'm paying certain people and and other people. It's okay that I'm not. You know the. Uh... I know that you're part of Joe Polish's Genius Network and 25K group. And in addition to the mentorship of, of Joe and, and his people who, I mean, Joe's a, a legend as a connector and marketer, you've got all of these other relationships that are a, a result of that, that are yeah. going to help him fulfill his promise of, you know, 10, 10Xing right. your investment, right? Right. Oh, absolutely. And, and so that, in essence, I would imagine takes out a little bit of the fear of writing a big fat check because you know that this person, not only do they have the experience that you're seeking, but they have a sphere of influence that they're going to plug you into that you otherwise wouldn't have had access to folks like, you know, Tony Robbins, Dan Sullivan, Brendan Bouchard, all of those people, right? I mean, like, that's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's been individuals out of that group that at various stages have really provided just great advice and value. John Bowen, Ben Altadonna, who I, I already mentioned, uh, Cameron, who you had on yeah. on your show. I mean, the, the, the minds there are just, you know, incredible. There's the incredible success stories in various niche markets. Um, but it's it's not about writing a $25,000 check. It's about taking a leap of faith. Uh, you know, I was in Phoenix last week and one of our accounts out there, um, I took the owner, Michael, out to uh, Sushi and uh, got to connect with him. And he told me just the most, you know, interesting and, and kind of touching story. I met him at um, a mastermind, a barbell shrugged mastermind where I spoke at. Um, probably, I don't know, a year and a half ago. And he told me a story. He's like, you know, before I went to that mastermind, my business was doing okay, but it wasn't doing great. I didn't have the money to go. And he went to five of his members and said, Hey, I really want to go to this. I think it's going to provide huge value. And, uh, and had them each basically write a check to him and loan him the money so he could afford to go this. And he goes, you know, what you presented, what you told me at the mastermind was a game changer. It changed, you know, how we do our business. I came back, I implemented everything and now, you know, it's all systems go. And it was cool to kind of check out his gym and what he had going on and everything. And I don't even really remember what I talked about there and it probably, it doesn't matter. But what matters is that this guy said, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to have any excuses on not going. And, you know, I'm going to find the money to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to to put it out to the universe that I need to get as much value out of this and not only get the value and information, but implement as soon as I get back. And that's what he did. And, and it's provided huge dividends for him, exponential uh, uh, reward to, to what he spent going there. Absolutely. So. You know, that, that is such an important point. And thank you for sharing, sharing that story because one thing that every entrepreneur, regardless of their level of success, uh, have in common is that we've all faced adversity of some kind. And mm -hmm. the differentiator between those that are, you know, still in business versus though that those that aren't in business any longer is how they responded to that adversity. And so you have this guy who is in a situation where 
Maybe maybe he's had a few setbacks in his business, but he's not letting that shut him down. He's being creative. He's he's taking the situation. He's stepping back. He's thinking creatively about solutions before he responds to that situation, which then the result is clear. He ends up going to this mastermind group where you speak and boom, big things happen. It's funny, you know, I talk to many of my mentors and one theme that always comes back is uh, enjoy the ride. I've heard that so many times and it used to frustrate the hell out of me because I'm like, in the back of my mind, you know, I'm thinking, yeah, it's easy to say enjoy the ride once you're a made man already. Yeah, right, right, you right, know, yeah. Yeah. But, <clears throat> you know, as we see more success in our business and as things progress, I mean, there have been some high highs and low lows and huge adversity, as you say. I mean, huge. I mean, we've almost gone under a dozen times, you know, where we had, you know, three grand in the bank account and five grand in payroll due the next day. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and it worked itself out. I mean, I lived in 400 square foot house with no electricity with my wife and two kids for five years. I mean, it's like the sacrifices that I asked of not only myself, but my family and my wife and the leaps of faith that I asked them to take. I mean, those, you know, when you look back, it's like when you're in it, they look like they feel like very low lows, right? They feel like low lows. But when you look back at it, they really weren't lows. They were times to, for appreciation, times for growth, uh, as you get more successful and you move out of 400 square feet and, you know, you can really appreciate things a lot more. Um, you know, it was times to declutter and, and get rid of all the noise and garbage and, and time and money sucks in your life. I mean, so it's like things do happen for a reason. So, you know, it's starting to make more sense now that I'm finally hit 40 and I hopefully getting slightly more mature uh, (laughs) of this. Enjoy the ride. Jury's still out on that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's a, uh, it really is an interesting dichotomy. You know, this, this journey of entrepreneurship where, many hit super high levels of success and it and it gives them an opportunity it gives all of us an opportunity to to pause and and look backwards at those moments where we had to you know sleep in a a 400 square square foot room you know in my case it was a house where we had you know I've got four kids and one of our kids had to sleep in our closet you know <laughs> i mean yeah. like it's it's yeah. it's a really uh it is a journey, and it and if you have the right frame of mind right now, all of you listeners who are struggling and hitting a rough patch, it's all about how you respond to that situation, be it a an, a, a, an adverse situation or a, a really great situation of success. Yeah. It's all about the, the time in between and how you respond. Yeah, I know you've talked a lot about and, you know, many people have about entrepreneurs and the ADD that exists and and kind of these swings that, you know, I mean, that's just built into our, my DNA, right? So I have very high highs, low lows and everything in between. And really the rock for me has been my, uh, my wife, number one, um, who has just been calm and steady and reassuring through the whole thing. So if you if you if your significant other your spouse is not on board with what you are doing yeah. it's almost impossible to succeed so 
if you're out there and, and you're struggling and your significant other is not in your corner, that's going to be real tough to overcome. But if you're struggling and you're accurate thinking, but your spouse is in your corner, then you can persevere. You can ha- get through it. And also having a business partner who has, you know, uh, a uniquely different skill set than me um, to to kind of help balance each other out and and bounce ideas off of and and have real kind of honest discussions about, you know, where we're at and, and the vision and, and the direction that we're going has been essential as well. Yeah. And if you have those things, if you have, you know, a supportive spouse, a significant other in your corner who believes in you, believes in your vision, you have a, a business partner who's got a unique set of abilities different from yours. You've got a community of people around you. If you have those things and you have cl- absolute clarity of vision, mm-hmm then you are one step away from potentially achieving massive impact in your life and in the industry that you're working in and in the world at large. The the second, the number two thing that you need after you have all of those other things, I was just talking with my mom about this and the story before I tell you what it is, the story that she was te- we were talking about where she was the day we landed on the moon. And she was... In she's from Boston. She was sitting on the on the beach somewhere in the East Coast, and she had there was this radio playing, and she heard that we had landed on the moon. And there's that whole you know one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind quote. Right. Well, she was sitting there looking at the moon from the beach, and just totally fascinated by the concept of wow, she's sitting here on the beach, and there's some human being up on the moon right now and how crazy that was. And it made me think that the number you, yes, the number one thing that we need in order to succeed in business and in life is clarity of vision, our purpose, our mission. Mm -hmm. The number two thing that we need is the courage to act. Right. And far too often in life, we think about what we want to do and we envision the future but we fail to take action. And some of that is because we're afraid. Some of it's because we've failed and we're afraid of getting hurt again. Um, but if you have that clarity of vision and you have the, the courage to act, big things can happen. And with that, I want to kind of talk about Life Aid Beverage Company. Sure. Because this is your baby. This is the, the uh, company that is really flipping the industry up on its head right now. And I want to talk about that. I want to talk about why you guys are so passionate about it, what yeah. you believe this, this can, this company can, can do and the impact that it can have in the world. Really? Sure. And, and just real quick on your previous point, you know, having that courage to, to act, if you've been beat down in the past and you're, and you're a little gun shy about uh, your current entrepreneurial endeavor, um, or you just haven't taken that first step, for your first entrepreneurial endeavor, there's, I think there's ways that you can start training yourself to, to, to take a leap of faith. You know, I used to play a lot, a lot of poker when I was younger and like pushing the chips all in, like, you know, we, we use that a lot metaphorically in our current business, but sometimes you got to just be able to release and push the chips all in. So, I mean, literally 
play poker and push the chips all in, yeah. and, you know, get accustomed to like, that's kind of what you have to do. Or, you know, if you're scared of heights, get on the top of a bridge and bungee jump or jump out of a plane or, you know, you just got to push yourself constantly in that uncomfortable zone right. or else you will never, ever grow as an entrepreneur. Burn the boats. You know? Yeah. And that's basically what we did with Life Aid. You know, I had a very comfortable, uh, um, uh, kind of solopreneur, you know, type of, of job. I was a sports chiropractor here in, in Santa Cruz, California. You know, I, in 10 years of practice, I never, uh, brought in under $350,000 in, in revenue. So, you know, and, and my overhead was relatively low. So, you know, I was a young guy and, and bringing in a lot of money and, and it, yeah, interestingly enough, I never learned to save any of it because uh, <laughs> of how much, you know, I was spending and, you know, I learned lots of lessons there. But, you know, when we started Life Aid and, you know, what we do is, you know, we really challenge the kind of status quo of, of quote unquote sports drinks made in the 1950s, energy drinks, which are, you know, high sugar, high caffeine, high taurine, usually, usually got a lot of artificial color flavors and sweeteners in there. Obviously soda, you know, high sugar, uh, high caffeine. And, and we knew there had to be a better way. We knew that with, with, energy drinks kind of sweeping our nation by storm that beverages needed to have a functional benefit. Okay. They needed to be functional. They needed to energy drinks are work because they jack people up. They're functional. Okay. They're also cool, sexy, and hip. You got to have a cool, sexy hip factor. You don't see, you know, 12, 13, 14 year olds reaching for kombucha and chia because they're hippy dippy. They're not cool, sexy, and hip. <laughs> but thirdly, we thought there could be a better way where you can have function, you can have that cool factor, but they, you could have something that was clean and healthy. And that's where the energy drinks have really fallen short. You know, you talk to anybody who's an energy drink consumer, they, they, no, not one of them is going to say, oh yeah, I'm drinking this and I think it's healthy for my body, right? So when we launched Life Aid, you know, we met, Ryan and I met in a CrossFit gym, um, you know, in, in Santa Cruz here, when we had free time with our previous careers, you know, we used to golf once a week together. He's an accomplished house DJ. We go to Burning Man together every year. So, you know, our first lines, Fit Aid, uh, Golf Aid, and Party Aid, you know, we're very much in line. And even all of our, our line extensions now, Focus Aid, Travel Aid, Life Aid, the Fit Aid Fuel Pouch are very in line with our communities and current lifestyles. So we had kind of intimate knowledge of, of that. Um, but you know, when we sit down and our team now, 28 people on our team and, and, you know, we're continuing to double revenue every year and, you know, kind of what drives us, you know, kind of our overarching vision is like, you know, we tell our team, look, when we, we're selling over a million cans a month now of product, that means people that used to be drinking soda and energy drinks and all this garbage have put that aside and are now consuming our products instead. I mean, think of the, the health impact that we're having in a very real tangible way on things like diabetes and obesity and so on and so forth. So, you know, we have kind of these two uh, big, hairy, audacious goals, as Vern Harnish would call them, or BHAGs, right? Right. And, and the first one in our company uh, you know, is to be the next billion dollar beverage brand with a B. And, you know, I know it's a, it's a big number. And the second one is to have, you know, the most awesome, engaged, you know, kind of kick-ass workplace in all of Santa Cruz County and, and have the best team around that. And it's really easy, I think, for entrepreneurs and, and people to kind of puff their chest and, and focus kind of on that first one 
and say, oh, you know, well, you, we've rolled out into Whole Foods and we're one of the best selling, you know, drinks at Vitamin Shop and we're in kicking butt in HEB on Texas and we're just rolled out in all of Hawaii and all these positive kind of business things that are happening. But, you know, I would make the argument if, if you really want to be a billion dollar brand that you have to focus on the second one, which is the team, right? Right. The team, because, um, the team is the reflection. Your team is the reflection of your brand. I mean, everybody on our team say represents one twenty-eighth of our brand, right? Mm -hmm. So when they're engaging with the public, how they look, how they communicate, how they deal with our customers, you know, is all a reflection of us, just like our kids are a reflection of our parenting skills, right? right? Yeah, you yeah. know, our team is a reflection of our, you know, business skills and our brand. So, you know, we have to focus on the team. We have to make sure that the team is engaged, that they, they've really bought into the vision that we are investing in our team and which we do frequently, um, from just the, the communication and team meetings to our retreats, which we just had one a couple weeks ago, to really setting goals and, and making sure that everybody's on board and just the environment that we work in, our new office, as you've seen, you know, we've got a, a full bar and a full gym so we can kind of, you know, <laughs> both really, spectrums of yeah, exactly thing. really <laughs> practice that, that balance, you know, um, and make sure that we're supporting everybody to the degree that they need. This episode is brought to you by the Lawton Marketing Group, a full-service advertising and design agency specializing in websites, social media, apps, logos, and more. Based in Oklahoma, they work with clients across the nation from small businesses to large corporations and everything in between. You can find them right now on the web at www.lawtonmg.com or call them at 580-275-2063. Connect with them now for a complimentary competitive analysis of your website. Just tell them the Impact Entrepreneur told you to call. So let's dive in a little bit to that. So how, how do you do Because I think that you know, getting employee buy-in and, and ownership and, mm -hmm. and really getting them to understand the vision is, is critical to success. And, and, and Cameron Harold um, talked about how at, when, they, when they were at 1-800-GOT-JUNK, they, um, they, they read this book called The Dream Manager, and they took uh, their employees through this tool that helped them help their employees realize their dreams, which is a really cool, unique, very innovative thing. But how does, how do you at LifeAid, uh, get your employees to buy into what you guys are doing and not just be there to collect a, you know, paycheck? Well, the first thing is really getting into the, the specifics of the hiring process. I mean, um, hiring slow, firing fast, you know, a lot of people have kind of heard that before, but you have to take that to heart. The biggest mistake, one of the biggest mistakes that entrepreneurs can make is like, you're doing everything yourself when you first start out, as you should be, and you're grow, 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 grow mode. You finally have enough cash flow. You're like, oh gosh, we really need help in this area. And you need so much help in that area. And you're like, so drowning that you hire the first person that raises their hand that would uh, that would fill that job. And that is the absolute worst thing you could do. And we did that early on and we made some really big mistakes with a couple team members that, you know, we've since had to, to purge. But, uh, I would say our last like 
10, 15 people we've added have all been 100% A tier players. So, um, you know, some of the specifics, some of the, you know, we use top grader, uh, which is a, a great tool. And basically you can look it up. I think it's topgrader.com. But what it, what it does is it, it, makes potential candidates jump through a lot of hoops in the kind of application process. Nowhere are we concerned about resumes and stuff. Everybody, you know, exaggerates and pads those anyway, but it makes people jump through a lot of hoops in filling out the, the top grader uh, submission form. And it really focuses on two things. One, you know, work history. So obviously we want people that have been with their previous employers a long period of time and rate their previous bosses high. So if people are like, oh, I was only there for six months, but that boss was a real jerk because X, Y, Z. Oh, I was only here for a year, but that boss was, you know, it was a horrible place to work because that boss, you know, excuse, excuse it. Well, that's a pattern that's developing. Right. And usually that's someone who's victim oriented and pointing outward why their world isn't working out to, to their liking. And it's always external factors yeah. that, that they can blame that on. So you, it really helps point that out very clearly, graphically uh, speaking. And it always, at the end of every section, when people are filling this out, comes back to um, um, reiterating that we, if you are chosen to, if you're chosen to kind of proceed down this path, we are going to require you to set up uh, a short five minute phone interview with each of your previous bosses, the, the candidates oh, wow. set that up and we follow through on that. That's important. You have to actually follow through on that. So that process has really screened out, uh, you know, when we post a job, maybe we get, you know, 300 candidates for it. That helps us get down to like under 10, usually five or six. Wow. And then we'll have our top um, um, department heads for whatever department we're hiring for do phone interviews with that. And we try to get it down to three that we bring in for a panel interview, in-person panel interview with, with uh, our team members. And look, we're not necessarily looking for you know, skill sets per se in most of Because you can train hiring, that stuff. Because you can train it. We're looking for um, you know, the, the, the stuff that you can't train. We're looking for that cooperative, uh, team attitude. We're looking for people typically that, that have kind of already drank the life aid Kool-Aid, so <laughs> to speak. And, um, and, and that would be a good cultural fit. The cultural fit for us is more important than the skill set. I have another question that kind of ties into that, but before I, I, I go there, I want to recommend a book to you that I think that you would really enjoy both your leadership team and that I think that every one of your team members should read also. And it's, it's called extreme ownership. It's written by two, uh, Navy SEALs, uh, Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. It's a phenomenal book. They, they start out with the story about their time in Ramadi in 2006, which is the craziest part of Iraq mm -hmm. and the craziest period of time. He was the commander of two SEAL units, Jocko was, and, and Leif was his second command of one of those platoons. So they, they, take, that, they take that story, they, they illustrate something that happened there, then they, they apply the SEAL principle to it, and they've started a consulting company called Echelon Front, and now they go and they take these key principles and they actually apply them in a business case, and they share these success stories in the book. And it's a really amazing book, very easy to read, and really embodies some of those principles that you were just talking about. 
in terms of taking extreme ownership and getting buy-in uh, with your, your team. Great. Appreciate so it. I, yeah, I wrote, I wrote yeah. it down. And that's another little uh, tip for entrepreneurs. Uh, the biggest, I would say, transition down the success path for me personally came when I took my small notebook with me everywhere, including to bed. And oh, entrepreneurs are, I mean, you can see it here, right? This yeah. is this is like my fifth one. And it's obviously filled with all kinds of notes and action items. Entrepreneurs, you know, we have tons and tons and tons of great ideas. And sometimes the ideas are so good on how to 10, 20x our business. We go, there's no way I'll forget that. I'll wake up tomorrow morning and take action. You wake up the next day and guess what happens? You forgot. You forgot. So write down everything. I mean, what I love writing down is stuff like I go to a restaurant. Let me give you, let me tell a quick story if you don't mind. Yeah, about, go for it. I was in Colorado two weeks ago in Boulder. Um, I don't, uh, can't remember the restaurant name off the top of my head, but it is in my iPhone notes somewhere. Um, found a restaurant and we weren't looking for anything fancy. We were looking for, you know, just a quick bite. I was with my sales guys and, and Orion. There was like five of us, I think out there. And, uh, I see a place that has like over four and a half stars with thousands, like 3000 reviews on Yelp. And it's a burger joint. I'm thinking, how does a burger joint get four and a half stars with, even with Yelp's bias on skewing? It's like, that's rare. Right. Right. So, you know, let's check it out. So we go in this place and you know, it's got kind of a cool little funky ambiance and you got to go to the bar to, to get a table, right. And make a, you know, kind of, so we didn't have any reservations. I go out to the, to the bar area and, um, and the bartender says it's about, you know, a 30 minute wait, but the food here is really great. And, and, uh, and I think he, I mean, obviously she asked, have you, have you been here before? No, I hadn't. Uh, I think you guys are really going to uh, enjoy it. Okay. Yeah. She's like, they had maybe 40 beers on tap. Um, I can pour you guys samples of any of the beers to try if, if you'd like to wait. So we put our name on the list. We wait. I'm like, oh, that's nice. So, you know, I, I request a few samples for our guys. And, and, and um, um, about two minutes later, these really good, like, smoking hot fries, not just standard fries, but like the real kind of like... The old school the old steak school, fries. Yeah, the old school, like, really good, authentic fries come out smoking hot. Hey, this is for you guys while you wait on the house. Wow. That's nice. Then the bartender says to me, you know, just to let you know, um, you know, we don't, uh, accept, uh, credit cards here. I go, Oh, you know, I was planning on paying obviously with the card. I'm like, Oh, okay. Um, and I didn't have any cash on me. She goes, there is an ATM around the, the corner. And she could tell my face was not super thrilled about that. You know, I hate pulling money out yeah, and paying, paying the fee. Yeah. Paying the fee at, at, uh, at, uh, uh that's the cheap side of me, but I guess the, the frugal <laughs> side, you know, I don't want to pull out a hundred bucks and pay four bucks in a fee. Right. Um, and as soon as she, she saw my face kind of wrinkle, I don't even know if she was, if she paid attention to that or not, but she said, if that doesn't work for you, then we can always send you home with the bill and you can pay us by check when you get home. And I was like, really? She said, yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, wow, okay. Um, I went out and got money anyway, but I was, it, it left an impression on me like, wow, trippy. So then we get seated, okay? We get seated. 
the the wait staff is extremely friendly. And guess what? Another smoking hot hot fry comes out on the house, uh, gets us our beers, and then the waiter didn't know that I had already talked to the the bartender says, you know, hey, just to let you know, you know, we don't accept, uh, you know, cards, but you can pay by check or you can pay by, you know, with cash. We got an ATM. But, you know, if you, if that doesn't work for you, I can send you home with the bill and, and reiterated that again. Now, this left such an impression and the food was great, by the way. Yeah. This left such an impression on me. I'm thinking, no wonder these guys have four and a half stars. Like, if you think about it, the people, you know, restaurateurs or people out there, Oh my God, how can they do that? Da, 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 da. And I came home and I shared this with my team. I said, how can we apply these principles to our business? Because the key for success as an entrepreneur is not looking within your industry for success. Most people in your industry are failures. Most people in business are failures. Like, why would you look inside your own industry? You know, our industry has a 99.9% failure rate in beverage. Do you think I should be looking to other beverage companies to see what to do? <laughs> yeah. Heck no. Yeah. You know, we look outside, right? How can we apply that? to our business. It made such an impact that I brought it up at our team meeting and we started brainstorming how we can do this. Like what's the percentage of people that uh, actually take them up on that offer? A, you know, probably very, very sm small. slim. Yeah. And then because it's such a wow experience, what's the percentage of those people that actually rip them off and don't play pay when they get home? Yeah, probably even smaller, smaller. right? Yeah. So people think that it's such a big risk, but it, you know, it, it, if you back it up and you, and you come with your A game, it's not a risk. You know, it's not a risk. It's a wow experience. And that's what I had. And that's what everybody at my team had. And we're still talking about it even today. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, no, I mean, that's, that's incredible. And, and that, I, that's the first time I've ever heard about that. I'm very curious to see how you guys execute that in your business. Dave Kirpin, one of my private previous guests, the author of the art of people offered something similar. First time I've ever heard of an author do this. And so he sells, he's, you know, selling this book on Amazon. He's hoping that it becomes a New York Times bestseller. He's working toward that. Um, he's already a New York, New York Times bestseller on his other books. But in this book, he offered a money back guarantee. If you do not like the book and you don't get value from the book, he will send you money. He'll, yeah. he'll send you your $12. Yeah. I've yeah. never heard of that before. Yeah. I mean, so buying the book is like yeah, risk zero free. risk. Zero, zero risk. risk. You know, I think it was... I think it's Zappos that, you know, I heard a story that, um, you know, somebody, um, uh, you know, got their shipment of, so this is kind of one thing that we implemented, right? As a result of this, like someone got a pair of shoes and they call customer service and they say, Hey, you know, they don't quite fit right. And, you know, okay. Um, they sent out the new shoe, the bigger size before they received the return. Hmm. The, the customer service rep said, we're sending these out to you right now. You'll get them in Tomorrow, two days two, or two yeah, days, whatever. Yeah, we'll get, you'll get them in a couple of days. Um, we'll have a return label. Just send the old ones back when you get it right now. Some people would be in scarcity mode. Like, oh my gosh. Well, what if they just keep the both pairs or, you know, right. Mm -hmm. That's a mindset, but the abundance mindset says that's what the customer wants to hear from a customer's perspective there's that that's the solution to their problem. Right. Right. I ordered shoes. They don't fit. I wanted these shoes. You know, how can you solve my problem as quickly as possible? And solving my problem as quickly as possible doesn't mean sending me a return receipt, having me ship it back 
wait a few days, you receive it, and then ship it out, and I'm out of my shoes for another week. Right. It means getting me my shoes that fit as soon as possible. Okay? Wow, yeah. So, you know, those are those, you know. The experience t- t- economy. That's yeah. what it is. It's yeah. really the experience Absolutely. economy. Yeah, the experience economy. Like you know, you, you have, uh, you know, these big, hairy, audacious goals that you said, mm-hmm. you talked about before. And, and as you grow, and you're growing rapidly, how do you protect the institution of the business from o- being from overwhelming the inspiration behind the business? Yeah, good question. Um, you know, one thing that we talk about our team with a lot, and especially customer service, like, look, as we continue to ramp, the volume of work that we're all experiencing is going to be greater and greater and greater. And, and it is. I mean, we're coming into beverage season as we speak, and it's already, you know, crazy. crazy. We've had a record month last month, you know, the month before that was a record, right? So every month we're setting new records. So, um, and even for myself, you know, the volume of things that I'm having to, to deal with. If you bring it back to that individual customer consumer level, right? Do they care whether you have twice the amount of calls or emails today as you did yesterday? No, of course not. What, what they care about is how they're dealt with on an individual level, okay? So the goal is, and I forget where I heard this, but maybe it was probably at 25K, you know, imagine if your salary, you getting paid as, an, as a team member depended upon the customer getting their desired result, okay? And that's something that we, that we reiterate, right? So... It doesn't matter to the customer how busy we are, how much is going on or this or that. It matters that they are handled in, they are treated in the same way that, that we wish to be treated when, when we're customers, right? right? So, you know, it's kind of coming back to that golden rule. So focusing on, you know, every customer, every transaction on an individual basis and not like, oh, I had a hundred emails and I got, uh, 80 of them today. Great job, me. Well, what about yeah. the 20 we didn't get to that right. we're waiting for a, a response? Right. You know? so. Yeah, no, that's a really important point. Um, last couple of questions before uh, we let you uh, get back to crushing it. How can people connect with you and interact with you and LifeAid and, and all of your brands? Well, if you have any questions for me, you know, personally, always feel free to to reach out or shoot me an instant message on social media. Most of my handles are just my name, Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, Hind, H-I-N-D-E. Um, I'd really encourage you if, you if you're on, you know, Instagram, Facebook to to follow um, each of our lines, Fit Aid, uh, uh, Party Aid, Golf Aid, Focus Aid, Travel Aid have their own social accounts. There's a lot of organic crossover that's going, but our biggest one right now is FitAid. And, uh, you know, follow uh, FitAid, F-I-T-A-I-D. We, we, I think you can learn a lot if you're receptive um, on how to grow a social media account. We started at, at zero, you know, just a couple years ago with this account. We're at 120,000 active engaged followers on our Instagram account. But, just the ratios of value-added content to pitching. I mean, we try to always do 90-10, 95-5 of value-added to pitching. Too many companies, you know, when they have a corporate um, social account, it's all pitch, 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 pitch. And that burns out people real quick. Yeah. Needs to be focused on value-added to your community and pitching a little bit. So check us out on FitAid or one of our other lines if they interest you, Focus Aid, you know, Travel Aid, et cetera. 
and uh, kind of see how we handle those accounts, see how we handle our audience, our engagement, you know, making sure that if people have questions, we're responding and interacting to those both on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And uh, I think that there's some lessons to be learned as well as getting good content there. And you guys have under the the FitAid banner right now a million dollar giveaway going on. We right? do, yeah, that's awesome. You know, um, uh, we are giving away a chance to win a million dollars. So anyone who purchases a case uh, of any of our products gets an automatic entry. Uh, to win. So you purchase one case, you get one ticket, you get 10 cases, you get 10 tickets. And we are going to pull a winner. We're going to do an all expenses paid out to the the CrossFit games in July for their chance to win a million dollars. And if they don't win the million, they're still going to win a huge cash prize. But uh, it's going to be real exciting. I, I hope somebody uh, um, wins that million. It would. It's going to be great for everybody. That's cool. Last question. How will you, Aaron Hind, measure your life? This is a really Im- important question because it I think it it goes beyond just the scope of like a 30, 90 day goal type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um hmm. it's a tough question. I I think my life will be measured by how many people show up to my funeral and how many tears there are at that time. Mm, that's beautiful. That's beautiful which hopefully I'll be very old in the spirit realm and floating above my casket and yeah. hopefully on my way to heaven and get to witness that. But, uh, you know, it's one thing just to get numbers to show up at your funeral, but to, to have people, um, uh, you know, mourn your loss, mourn your loss. And it, it, because I think the only way you get that, you know, that emotional response is by, by touching lives, providing, huge value, being empathetic. Um, and, and that's really, as I get older and older, you know, those are what, that's, what's important to me, like treating everybody in my life from a business perspective, personal perspective, perspective with the, the love and respect that, that I expect myself. Awesome. One last book recommendation for you called living forward. A previous guest, Daniel Harkavy co-wrote it with a guy named Michael Hyatt. And they talk specifically about that. So one uh, book recommendation for you, uh, Living Forward. And uh, thank you so much, Aaron, for joining us on the Impact Entrepreneur Show. Huge value uh, that you've provided today. And we look forward to sharing this with our audience and and, uh, your audience as well. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Aaron shared a lot of valuable information and insight with us today, and I wanted to summarize for you a few of the key things that I took away and I'm looking forward to implementing in my daily practice and entrepreneurial journey. The concept of accurate thinking could potentially be a game changer for myself as well as for you and how you position yourself in the marketplace. He gave us a bunch of questions that we can ask ourselves about our product and service to make sure that the vision that we have is aligned to the value that we're trying to create. So accurate thinking is definitely one concept that I am going to think a lot about in the coming days. Another idea I had never really thought about before when it comes to training your entrepreneurial muscles and developing the courage to act is doing things on a regular basis on the ground 
that are outside of your comfort zone and challenge your current limiting beliefs. Because once you've done something that you didn't think you were capable of doing, you've just developed that muscle. And the next time you're ready to take a risk, it will be that much easier. Last and certainly not least is the importance of taking a notebook or a journal with you everywhere you go. Aaron credits this lesson as being as helping him make the biggest transition on the road to success. And so he writes everything down. He was writing it during our conversation and he brings that notebook with him wherever he goes. And it empowered him to take note of that wow experience at that restaurant that he had. Instead of it just being a wow experience and then forgotten, it was a wow experience noted. And then he takes it back to his team and they try to figure out how they can level up their uh, value that they're providing to their customers and clients by providing a similar wow experience. I hope you got a lot of value out of my conversation with Aaron today. Let me know what your thoughts are by going to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash impact entrepreneur show and letting me know what you took away from today's episode. If you got value out of today's episode and if you like previous episodes, please head over to iTunes and be sure to not only rate the show, but write a review and subscribe and or share it with others. Thanks again to Cody and his team at Podcast Masters for all the awesome work and for helping make this show possible. Go impact somebody today. Make an impact. It'll make you feel so great. You'll be glad you did.